This call is now being recorded. Welcome, everyone, to week 11 of the podcast and week 11 of the Fantasy Football League. This is me, Dylan Barnard, commissioner, joined by Alex Fisher. Oh, always. Hi, hi everybody. <laughs> and a special guest on the line calling in this evening is Nick Paul. Nick Paul, how you doing today? Hey, everybody. Happy to be here. Doing Doing great on this beautiful, beautiful Wednesday. Tomorrow's a beautiful day. Yeah, I kind of fucked up that intro by not referring to you by your fantasy name of Sheets. Um, but that is you. You are Sheets. That's a, new, that's a newer development. You're old school. <laughs> like Paul is Sheets? Yeah, you, yeah, he's been Sheets for like a year now because of his spreadsheet work. I don't no, I don't recognize that. Nick, okay. Nick Paul is the cheese wheel. Okay. Formerly known as why would you ever use Excel, you nerd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows Excel? Jeez, pivot tables? My God. I, I like that somebody that is literally in has been in charge of refueling planes in midair and in safely delivering people via flight. As as their as their pilot of their aircraft uh, has has criticized another person for being prepared, studious, and knowledgeable. <laughs> so that's really something. Hey, we yeah, we do have unofficial confirmation that he once uh, hurt Greg the Leg Zerlin uh, by landing too rough. So. Oh yeah, we damn. we heard about that plenty. About him flying with, uh, didn't he fly with his brother? I, we're off on a weird tangent right now, but, uh, yeah, there's definitely a Greg the Lake connection. Anyways. Fuck Bork. Yeah, we're, we're, we're moving on. Fuck Bork, moving on. We have a, we have a lovely podcast for you this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, whenever Alec decides to edit it. Um, so I, I think we're probably going to cover some week, some week ten action, then we'll we'll maybe cover some some fantasy news, some league news, and then um, we'll go to week eleven, and then then we'll have some fun at the end. But that's that's the docket for today. Um, also, the worst game last week. Just jumping into it was probably Jergy versus Pete. Surprisingly, yeah, I was gonna start with that because that was our game of the week last week. Did not turn out to be the game of the week. Pretty one-sided, both both scoring teams. I mean, even Pete was one hundred and nine. Yeah, 
it, w- it was a stinker. And after I had gone out on a limb and threw, threw your desired pick for game of the week just out the window. Um, yeah. Krug and I being the game of the week. And now, now here we are saying it was the worst game last week. Um, I don't know, Nick, did you have any thoughts on Pete versus Jerky? I mean, the, the, we already picked it as the, the bad game of the week, but, it, you know, the end of the Arizona game is is the only reason this even looks a little bit respectful. Yeah, I don't know how many points uh, Tyler got off that Hail Mary, but probably puts Pete into the triple digits there. So, rough feeling all around. Yeah, that that was an interesting end of the game there, Nick, right? Oh, yeah. Love uh, love Tyler pulling off his own A. Rogers moment. Well, then after that, too, right? Oh, Anyways. Um, hey, fun uh, little discussion. <laughs> Always love talking. Me and Vinny, we go at it. It's fun. Anyways, um, Jergy was terrible <laughs> last <laughs> week with... Uh, his kicker was the highest scoring guy <laughs> on his roster, Matt Brader. Um, with, I mean, he put up a total of 72. That's just straight garbage. Jergy the general, very wounded at this point. He's applying a tourniquet. We don't know if the limb's going to survive or not. But, uh, yeah, he's freaking struggling after starting 5-0 and down to 5-5 five and five now. And Pete started off rough, but now he's in the exact same place at five and five. So very interesting. And and yeah, Pete he he really benefited from Kyler Murray in that game and then Stefan Diggs. Other than that, I mean Henry at fifteen, but it was just kinda I mean, Pete didn't have a good game, but he did enough to beat Jerry. Well, and I will add that I mean this game was kind of consequential for Jerry just because he had made that big trade. Um, and we were kind of saying, you know, maybe it leans Jerry in the short term, but maybe Vinny, you know, has something kind of thought out longer term. Um, and, you know, so uh, Jerry didn't start Joe Mixon. Well, he, he wasn't blank. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Cooper that Cup had 10 points. Yeah, it doesn't help when the guy you immediately – Trade for doesn't play due to being hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and then, um, I mean, that was, that was about his trade. So, um, it, I, I, at least for last week, I mean, I I haven't really taken a good look at what Vinny ended up doing. He killed. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if Godwin. Godwin had, you know, 15 points. Um, that's getting a little ahead of ourselves. Sterling Shepard um, didn't play. Um, for Vinny, so, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, obviously, I think Jurgi really wanted to be PP really wanted to be Jurgi, um, and they're both at five and five, two guys, different divisions, interleague play didn't didn't really work out in Jurgi's favor. Jurgi has to really like start getting it together and like quickly. He's, I, I mean, is he he lost like four or five or you know four out of five or five, five in a row, five in a row, so. That's tough. Yeah, and if you look at um, – I don't know where to see it on the uh, – oh, he's got $8 of free agency money oh, left. Sure I mean, so that really hurts. And I, don't, I can't – I'm not used to looking at the laptop. 
I can't see how many moves he has left. Oh, no, no, he has five. He has five acquisitions left and eight dollars. And his team. I mean, he has been riddled with injuries and whatnot, but um, same tree. Yeah, he's gonna have to find. Holy Jerry's crap! Jerry's gonna have to mosey on down to the dollar store to find find some something special. <laughs> the yeah. dollar store, I like that. That was a good line. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think that about covers that. We'll we'll maybe mosey on along to. Um, I think Kevin and Ryan were, was probably the the second worst game last week. <laughs> Just putting it out there. I mean, Kevin. Kevin's had a bit of a roller coaster of a year, right? I mean, he's had some really solid games where he's looked like a real contender, um, but he's had a lot of games that look like this, and I think his record at 5-5 five and five kind of shows that. I mean, he hasn't been consistent. Um, guys like Aaron Jones and, and Juju, um, I mean, even Juju hasn't had a fantastic year this year. Um, I mean, more often than not, he's been a, a, a steady uh, supplier of, and, and a reliable source of points for him, but um, it, it did not work out for Kevin last week. A, you know, he made all the right decisions starting wise, um, but you know he just couldn't muster enough. Yeah, I thought this was a rough week for Kevin. I got you got the three starters on by there. Like, don't know if Sammy Watkins or CeeDee Lamb are starter, but Mahomes and Hill being out that that always hurts. Um, you know. Hope to get through one of the one of your bye weeks like this a little better, but uh, just couldn't get it done against Ryan. Big win for Ryan though. To hopefully uh, stay out of the toilet bowl. Yeah, don't give up, Ryan. You still have a chance. Yeah, that was our theme last. Year. Yeah, that was our theme, and hey, he could still finish 500 on the season at six six and one. So come on, Ryan, give it a fight. That's what. Yeah, I mean, we really want to see Ryan. Kind of get it together. I mean, he he's what he's third in points yeah. on the year. I yeah. Mean, so it's really not due to a lack of like anything with no. his no, team or anything. It's he's hasn't he faced like a whopping amount of points against. So yeah, he has. And, and I mean, I understand his frustration, but I think Dylan and I both do. But if he can make his way into the playoffs, I mean, with with how his team's been very consistent in putting up solid points week in and week out. I mean, he has a shot. You know, anybody just wants to get into the playoffs. So yeah. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Once you get a ticket to the dance, you can meet your uh, your Prince Charming. I mean, Kevin is yeah, the I will say, I will say here, uh, Ryan really hasn't, uh, might be the highest this year, but uh, – just slightly above higher than uh league you know, league average for uh, points against. Uh he's really low scoring, so just looks worse than it is. Yeah. From a from a historical well, standpoint. Well and Ryan, um I mean he hasn't he hasn't really I mean he's picked up the least amount of players of anybody in the league. Uh with seven. He's picked up seven, he's dropped seven. Um, Not out of character for Ryan Meyer either. No, but and I mean I don't know what he would have necessarily done uh, because as as we just said, you know he's he's pretty good for points four. So, anyways, I think uh, that's a good time uh, to move it on along. 
Um, I think probably Vinny and Joel are probably up there next. Um, it was a it was a it was a really good showing for Vinny. Um, he really kind of needed that kind of a a boost, um, you know, to to stay alive. That's probably the end of Joel's season. Um, at three and seven, he's he's strongly contending for the uh, toilet bowl there, and that's tough given you know he had a really good strong week last week, just lost by a little bit. Um, really kind of needed that win and needed this win. Um, he needed at least one of the two to stay in there, and he he couldn't get either. But Vinny's positioning himself really well for uh, playoff contention at this point. Yeah, yeah. Vinny really needed uh, that win, and devastating for Joel. Like he's, I mean, he still has a chance, but he's got to win out and. Um, I mean, given Joel's history in the league and everything, uh, based on precedent, I would think that he probably does not win out. Um, and just with his roster, uh, yeah, great, solid performances from up and down Vinny's team for the most part. Um, really good showing from him, and Joel just didn't have anything besides Herbert, really. Yeah, I had uh, my notes here. I just had holy points by Vinny. Uh, 125 on the bench. Don't know if you guys had, had mentioned that. So, um, oh, wow. big, uh, big day for, yeah. for Vinny and, uh, had, uh, disappointing from Joel, but, uh, no surprise given how the season's going. Yeah, when I said up and down the roster, I didn't even mean to include the uh, bench, but it really was, like, up and down the roster, even the bench. Yeah, you just had a fucking crazy week. And neither of these guys started a head coach. So, I mean, clearly, I mean, both of them were cheating, but since they're both cheating, then, you know, it's, it was on the up and up. So. I don't think anyone's ever said it's cheating, but... um um, but no, I, I think obviously Joel's been hurt by Christian McCaffrey not being healthy this year. Um, I mean, had he had him in this game and had he, you know, maybe played, um, you know, Antonio Brown and gotten him in there for uh, maybe AJ Brown, you know, if, if those two guys, if those two things happen, it, it's potentially a closer game, but. Um, yeah, if he had you know. if he had three more Christian McCaffreys and all that, he might have won. But <laughs> fair enough. Um, all right. Well, I think probably next is um, Matt and I, which ended up being a solid enough game. I mean, Matt's team. You know, we we both picked against me, um, which I was very happy about. I was surprised by the result. I was surprised by the result. I mean. I was I was very comforted early on by Ronald Jones having a 98-yard run, um, and and I made I made all the uh, almost all the correct decisions bench versus starters, which um, I had three key guys um, on by, and, and I still came out of that with a win. Um, so I was I was very happy with that. I mean, you beat the best team in the league, um, and looking forward, that's. You know, I got a, I got a win when I really needed to, so I was I was absolutely thrilled with that. I mean, Matt, I'm sure is kicking himself he didn't play Aaron Rodgers, but um, 
he he still wouldn't have had enough even with with Rogers. So um, I, I'm very happy right now. Very very happy. Five year old baby. Confused by Matt's play there. I mean, Deshaun Watson versus Cleveland. I uh, don't think Cleveland. Don't know how good their defense is. Certainly not not a bad defense. But Rodgers against an abysmal Jacksonville. Um, you know, went to thought he had 32. Kind of watching the game. Uh, rushing touchdown helps, but that was the obvious play in my opinion. I was yeah, I wasn't too happy have, to see him on the bench there. Yeah, and when you have him as the picture of your team too, how do you sit him against the Jaguar? Like. No, that was a good, very, like, a great point brought up. Like, there was no reason for him not to start Aaron Rodgers. That was, that was stupid. Uh, I mean, I, it really didn't change how the matchup would go, but yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, and uh, I had a great team effort from Alex's team. Uh, Ronald Jones, you know, highest score at 31. Nothing crazy there, but still put up 140. So good solid effort all around, no uh no spaces. Guess besides the defense, but that's the defense, so my I, I don't wanna like jinx my team or anything like that, but I mean I, I was saying earlier on in the year when we were in the midst of like losing four and oh or we were like one and four and I mean I think on this podcast my co host was kind of suggesting that, you know, my team wasn't so good. Oh yeah. And, I'll admit to that. Yeah. And that, you know, I was, I needed to make some moves. And I was like, I don't think I do. I have the talent there. I mean, they're, they're solid guys. Um, it, it's just a matter of getting healthy and them producing like I know that they can. And I, at the very least, I think just like I did last year, I, when my team was less than, you know, stellar, uh, it, it's nice to kind of have that validation of my draft, um, that I, I didn't completely, screw the pooch, so to speak. So I, I, I'm just very happy at the very least, even if I lose the rest of my games and don't make the playoffs, at least I show that my team isn't, isn't dog crap. At least you're in first place in your division with three weeks to go. That's true. Yeah. I mean, if I get a buy and I don't, my main thing is I, I you don't want to be on math side of the bracket. That's <laughs> the main thing. Um, and anything else I'm probably okay with, but I, I don't want to play math again. Until I have to. I like that his team is so scary that three weeks before the playoffs, people are like, I don't want to be on his side of the bracket. No. <laughs> well, and Vinny's team, too, at this rate. I mean, what if he continues to post games like they did this week, I mean, with his bench popping off as Nick Paul said, that was, I mean, that was very impressive. Yeah. Moving on to the, the last game. The game of the week between our the, the two – Stalwart's with me on this call right now. Yeah, how it how it started on Thursday night, I didn't think we were going to get the result that we did. I don't know about you. I was feeling pretty good. I was feeling pretty good. Yeah, yeah. After having to to put Naheem Hines in there as a desperation play with David Johnson uh, inexplicably on IR from a concussion, wasn't feeling too good, but he came through with two big touchdowns and then we all went downhill. Yeah, and yeah, you had him and Corey Davis, and I had a defense which put up zero, and my kicker. So you're up like thirty nine eleven, I think. And then 
Yeah, I got some good performances. I mean, you had a really good D-hop performance. Fulgham really – I was really surprised that Fulgham only had a point and Russell well, I, Wilson with 9-2. I had the worst of worst of both worlds. I had the Giants D and Fulgham, so I was like, well, you know, Fulgham did shut down. And, you know, that should be good, reflective of a good Giants performance, but uh, didn't even get that done. Now, Fulgham was one for five on targets, uh, probably, I think, eight yards or something. So just just a stinker. Yeah, and I I didn't have, like, a superb week, but I was anchored by Tom Brady and Kamara, my guys. Um, yeah, wasn't it good that I started Tom Brady, Alec? Yeah, actually, I looked at that. And I was gonna, I was gonna say, um, I actually I don't think it really mattered. On, yeah, I was gonna text you on Sunday night. I was gonna be like, "See, Dylan, you should have should have started Roethlisberger after all." Yeah. When he was in Corona protocol or whatever, yeah. midweek. I what is with Roethlisberger? I swear to God, like even in college, he was he was showing signs of just inconsistent old man play, and. Now, I mean, he's still putting up good numbers, and we're like, how old is this guy? Yeah, and the Steelers are 9-0. Yeah, <laughs> like, what, the, what is happening? It's just insane how Roethlisberger has managed to hang on for as long as I – mean, this guy has taken some of the most vicious hits I've seen in the NFL um, on the same uh, level as Cam Newton, and he's still out there, you know, year after year, still putting up great numbers. Um and, and, you know, Drew Brees, too. Drew Brees another guy who's old. But, I mean, Drew Brees looks a lot older than Ben Roethlisberger does out there on the field. So, yeah, it, it's impressive. I got to tip my hat to, to Big Ben. Yeah, I don't think we should ever tip our hat to Big Ben based on his past. But, uh, I mean, he did crash that motorcycle back in, in 2005. And I uh, – I think it was yeah it was in the off season and uh, crashed a motorcycle and was still able to play that year. That's a that's a tough guy. Yeah. Imagine imagine getting in a motorcycle accident and that's like the highlight of your off season like headlines and news because I mean would you rather have motorcycle accident or sexual assault allegations? <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, let's see. I believe he. Uh, I don't know if he missed any games in 2005, but he missed, I think, six games because of the the other stuff. Yeah, I to be sure. I mean, I'm not a fan of that stuff. Um, as you should be, as a, or as you shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're just gonna move on from there. There's nothing fun to say about that. <laughs> Don't assault women. Um, <laughs> simple enough. Don't um, be a Darren Sharper. Yeah, don't be a Darren Sharper. I so we're we're in the halfway point. So and I was actually I was gonna when Nick when Nick you posted that screenshot I was gonna be like wow this is gonna give us something really real to talk about um, something really interesting on the the podcast with. Uh, the fake news headline of the Giants coach getting into a fist fight, but um, I I was disappointed to hear that it was fake news. 
I thought I figured it was, but I thought it was funny that that some uh, blue check mark posted that, and it seemed real. So I wanted to have a little fun with it. Don't don't fuck with the judge, man. Did did you guys see that Antonio Brown might get suspended again? I did hear about that. Yeah. So apparently he uh, destroyed a security camera and threw a bicycle at a security guard um, at his gated Florida community. Um, it happened around October 15th. He was not charged. Um, and it is unclear whether the Buccaneers knew uh, this had all occurred prior to signing him um, a few weeks later on the 27th. So that is interesting. Um, Antonio Brown, who is Antonio Brown? Is that Vinny? Joel. Joel? Oh, well, it doesn't really matter then. <laughs> Sorry, Joel. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but it is interesting that, I mean, Somebody needs to, like, do a, a, a full cognitive assessment on him. Well, why is he allowed to play in the league anymore? I, I don't know either. Like, why does the league do this time after time? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a head scratcher. I, I don't – I mean, the guy, the guy needs to, like, you know, again, have a full cognitive assessment. needs to, like – he needs to be in therapy – he needs to be working with mental health professionals because that's I, I mean I I am legitimately concerned about his health and you know what he's capable of doing to others as a like you know six and a half foot two hundred plus pound you know NFL god so you know or at least he has been um, so it's just weird but anyways that's I think that was the main news this week unless any of you guys had anything you wanted to discuss. Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, All nothing. Right. No, uh, no other big, big news now that uh, there's no fist fight. So. Yeah. All right, we, we can talk about the draft, the NBA draft, a little bit at the end, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that gives us a good segue, or not a good segue, but a segue to Week Eleven. Um, and what do you guys think is the worst game of the week here? Probably maybe Joel Jerdy. I don't know. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, we we can't go by points, Nick, because people don't like me and they love uh, not having their rosters ready to go. Well, I was going to say Ryan and and Vinny, but it looks like Vinny's only got eight people rostered right now, so. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough to to gauge. It's tough every week to gauge, you know, what's up with that, but. I give the nod to this matchup because Joel is the worst team and Jergy, like, in terms of power rankings, is, like, the coldest team, like, the worst yeah. team right now. He's, yeah. like, really struggling and limping. Let's and, go. Yeah, so. So, I mean, week four, Jergy and Joel did play. Uh Looks like Jerry took the took the first matchup, one fifty three to one twenty six. I'd be surprised if this one uh, is that high scoring um, or even that close. Um, you know, I I think I, I think this is probably where Jerry gets back on track, um, and I think this is where Joel 
seals his coffin for toilet bowl round two. I mean, he doesn't have McCaffrey. He doesn't have Kittle. Um, and McKinnon is questionable as well, although I think McKinnon is, would be on bye either way. Um, so it's probably a good rest for him. Um, but I mean, Joel, sorry, yeah, Joel, I, I don't know if I said Joel or Jerry. There's too many J's here. But anyways, Joel's team has McCaffrey, Kittle, and McKinnon all hurt. Um, and again, Kittle and McKinnon would be on bye. But in any case, hey, Joel just, I mean, what he's relying on. He's relying on starting both of the Arizona running backs, which isn't terrible. Justin Herbert's been solid. A.J. Brown's okay. McLaurin's been better than expected. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would rather go with, you know, Duke Johnson. Mike Davis have both had uh, really good years, especially Mike Davis. Um, I mean, Michael Thomas coming back, fresher. Julio Jones kind of playing well. Um, Cooper Cup has to have a bounce-back game, so... I'm comfortable saying Jerky here. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. Um, I just think looking at the two teams, Jerky's team is just better. And then I see a Matt Jerky has both Thomas, Michael Thomas, and Julio Jones. Those teams play each other this week. Those guys should score big points. So. Uh, great matchups there just from those guys. And I think just the firepower in Cooper Cup should should have a better week than last week. I think he only had like 10. So, yeah, I like Jerky. I think he just has the better team. He he has been slumping, but I, I think he gets back on the right track here. What say you, Nick Paul? Yeah, I was I was making my notes here for the game, and uh, I'd written down that that Michael Thomas was the heartbreak that didn't stop. You know, he was he got hurt week one, was out for a while, looked like he was going to come back, um, did some shenanigans off the field, and was suspended, but was hurt as well. Um, just and finally he comes back, and don't know how good of a week he had last week, but now now we got Drew Brees out, um, and he's got the interception machine, Jameis Winston probably filling in uh, behind him, so. You know, had that written down, and then I look over to, to to Joel's team, and then you got the other heartbreak that can't stop, which is uh, Christian McCaffrey. And the guys guys out, and, and you get a little hope that oh wow, he's I thought he was out for the season when they first announced his injury in week two or three, yeah. and then uh, there's some hope he was going to come back, and uh, all he's out again, getting second opinions, and you know who knows when he's going to be back. Hopefully, hopefully next week, but just uh, just. Uh, both these teams have had the injury breaks this year. Um, but I wrote that Joel was outmanned and outgunned by the general, and we got Jerky taking the victory. I like that. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. And it's interesting that Joel's biggest loss is McCaffrey, and he's facing the guy who gets to benefit by playing, rostering and playing his backup. Yeah. So... Well, and the only argument, you know, you could make for Joel here is that since week six, he has basically outscored uh, Jergy every single week. So the last the last five games, other than week eight, where it was very close, um, where Jergy just edged him out 98 to 86, um, obviously they didn't play that week, but you know, just looking at the points that they did put up, Joel's team has been more consistent and has been better. 
Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if Joel wins here, but I, I, I still think Jerry's got to have a bounce back game. So uh, moving on along, uh, we can go to Vinny and Ryan next, I think. Um, anybody want to lead that off? I can start. Um, Ryan Meyer, he's going to have to go with trying to um, – he's going to have to pick up a quarterback on a whim, so we'll see how that goes for him, who he ends up getting and starting in that uh, spot. Whereas Vinny, he's got Allen Robinson, which is, other than Jacobs is like my favorite guy on his team, but – uh, luckily for him, he does have other guys that he can throw into that starting lineup like Higgins or Jefferson against the Cowboys should be a good matchup. Their defense sucks. So he he has options, whereas, like, Ryan has to pick up at that quarterback position because he can't play Breeze. Um, I... I... <laughs> I uh I don't know. I I want to say Ryan, but the quarterback thing gives me some questions. But then like my favorite guy for Vinny's team isn't playing due to a bye this week. Um I I don't love I don't know. Coin flip, I'll take Vinny. And Wow. Yeah, I'll guess that Ryan Ryan Myers season you're, over. You're predicting the end of Ryan Myers season. Yeah, so I'll probably get a fuck you from him if he wins, but whatever. Yeah, go Vinny. Nick Paul, you wanna Yeah, I'm uh gonna gonna echo echo Dylan's sentiments there. Um the Ryan's wow. got got some got some bad matchups. Um I guess I did forget uh Flat goes back for the Jets now, which which helps Crowder out a bit. But Robert Woods against uh the Bucks, not great. Um can't be really a fan of Zeke with how that offense looks looks down in Dallas. Uh McCarthy's looking like a unmitigated disaster down there. Um fortunately yeah. for, for the big guy. Love love old Mike, but um fortunately he's not, not, not too good of a coach anymore. Um, and then, uh, yeah, don't, uh, nothing, nothing else. Uh, but on the other side, you know, kind of, kind of like Dylan or, um, Vinny's team here, um, been loving Josh Jacobs, you know, the past couple of weeks here going to be a shootout, um, with Kansas city. They, they love to use them down, uh, down in Las Vegas. Um, um, Antonio Gibson got the kind of dual backfield back there against Cincinnati. Um, don't is Cincinnati is Cincinnati good? I thought they were in the lower half, but now I'm having second guesses. I think they are. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Good from the running backs. Um, he's going to be able to get one of his his other wide receiver studs in there. Um, maybe Justin Jefferson against a bad Dallas defense. Um, just. A lot, of, a lot to like over on, on uh, Vinny's side, and um, not much positive to pick up from Ryan, so I'm going to go with uh, Vinny this week. Interesting. So, two of Ryan Meyer's closest pals from high school are predicting his demise. Well, I'm going to tell you both, as one of Ryan Meyer's most hated enemies from college, that 
Ryan Meyer is continuing his season. He is staying alive. Ah, 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 staying alive this week with his win over Vincent Young. I think Ryan Meyer wants it more. This is a guy. You telling me? You told me. This he's is a guy. <laughs> this is a guy that says he's quit, but we both know Ryan Meyer. He has the heart of a lion, the heart of a champion. He's got he's that championship cock ring that he wants to retain. <laughs> Ryan Meyer wants more time to dock with that champion ring. Um, so I, I think just no, no, no articulation of of any kind of. Uh, real, knowledgeable, fact-based prediction here. It's just heart and soul. Ryan Meyer is going to win this week, and I don't care what anybody says. I like that declaration and everything. That was good. I like the point. That was That's like how I break down games. I don't mention <laughs> a player. I say he wants it more, and, and that's that. I, I, I felt like it was necessary. It, so, it needed to happen. I have to applaud that right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ryan, pr- try to prove us wrong. Well, Nick and I, not Alec. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Where do you guys want to go next with this? Are we Are we going to say that what, – what's the what, – I don't know. What we yeah, we'll, we'll go to me and Kevin next. Okay. Um, I mean, you guys are both fighting for your season, too. Couple of 500 teams, even though we have a different amount of wins and losses, <laughs> yeah, <and> ties, <laughs> yeah, just different across the board. Um, ESPN's leaning towards Kevin, which is kind of surprising based off of what Kevin has done recently. Yeah. Hey, Nick Paul, start us off on this one. Uh, let's see here. What did I have here? Um, here's what's not like to here's what's not to like about this game. Dylan is once again going away from being perfectly balanced at four four and two. That's that's something to not like here. Um but I had that uh I see uh tomorrow at Atlanta with, with uh Breeze out. Uh he's gonna get a big work uh, uh workload there. Um Titans against Baltimore, that's that's it's not great for you, Dylan. Um uh, but I do love Rodrigo Blankenship. Um, Tyler Lockett against Arizona. I see I see Russell Wilson coming back and, and bouncing back after the couple of rough weeks here. Um, we'll see if he can do it. He's kind of had a concerning season here, as me and Vinny were getting into uh, in the chat there. But So I'm hoping uh, for my team, as well as you, Dylan, that uh, uh, Russell bounces back and lifts up Tyler Lockett. Um, on Kevin's scene, on Kevin's side, there's a lot to like over there. I mean, um, Aaron Jones, it's going to be, going to be interesting to see what he does against Indy's, uh, Indy's pretty good defense there. Um, if, I think they're, you know, top five defense. Um, Patrick Mahomes, I mentioned in the last matchup we got, uh, you know, against Las Vegas there, that should be a high scoring affair. Um, and then, you know, Tyreek Hill goes, goes in tandem with that. So I think having said that with, uh, some of the the bigger Kansas City uh, matchups there. I'm going to go with Kevin. Um, I'm going the same way as you. Um, just because, like, obviously, I know that I need to, even worse than getting a quarterback to spot start, my least favorite is 
having to acquire a tight end and start a tight end. I feel like so many times I've done that and gotten zero from guys before. So we'll see how that goes with having to replace Ingram. I got to pick up a running back. I'm not starting Gio Bernard. My receiver situation, um, I, I just have options there. There's just, like, a lot of question marks for my team. And so just based on that, too much in the air, I'll go with with Kevin. And, I mean, I like the I like matchups of, like, Juju against the Jags. That should be a good one. And, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much I like that he's starting Juju and Ebron. But uh, Aaron Jones should be able to eat against the Colts. And uh, Mahomes will – he should be able to kill against the Raiders on Sunday night. So, um, obviously, I hope I win, but I – I'm going to go with Kevin, too. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I probably agree with both of you guys. I think Kevin's team is the favorite here. Um, I don't know. It's, and I forgot he has Tyreek Hill, too. So he has both Mahomes and Hill against the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kevin. I, I, I will say um, – Dylan's team has been incredibly banged up. I mean, you have Kamara uh, questionable, Lockett questionable, Eckler on IR, Ertz on IR, uh, Jerry Judy on questionable, Justin Jackson on IR. So, I mean, man, I, kudos to you, Dylan, for being where you're at because that's yeah. even even being in this game. I'll I'll stop you there because I think there have been people in this league who have. Like, for more, we yeah. have dealt with harsher injury concerns and whatnot. So, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, use that as an excuse. Not an excuse. Well, and I, I, it's a time to give kudos. And I feel like the injury thing, for me, has been, like, a little bit more recent, too. So, and like you said, like, those, some questionable guys this week, those guys should play still, like, Lockett and Kamara. Yeah. So. And, that, and that's fair. But, I, I mean, either way. Don't I, give me too much credit, Al. Man, you really stole my thunder there. But no, that's fine. I, I so I, I think I, I really want to go with Dylan here and I think I will. Um I, I think I you know, if if Juju and Ebron do well, um that means Roethlisberger is gonna do well. Um I think, you know, as we said, Kamara um has had one of the greatest seasons we've seen a running back have. Uh in, in a in a decent amount of time. Uh Gio Bernard is always, you know, a solid enough guy. Um and is he getting is he getting the start this week or are you just putting him in there just because he's always just kind of good for like ten No, minutes? I I mentioned before I gotta I gotta pick up a running back this week. Gotcha. Because Mixon should play, so uh, Yeah. Um I, I mean I, I don't like your and you also got to get a tight end too, and I think we were talking about that before. Yeah, you got to pick up a couple of guys here. Yeah, um, that's why I I decided with Kevin. I don't know. I I, I think I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I have to go, Kevin. I I think that's just too much to overcome. As much as I don't necessarily want to, I, I think it'll be closer than uh, what we what we're saying it is, or what we're kind of hinting at it. We think it might be. Um, but I, I, 
you, you guys are right. I, I think Kevin's matches are too good, and he just has too much star power um, to to overcome that this week. Um, but, I mean, that sets you up, Dylan, really well for five and five uh, heading into week 13. That's what I want. I want – I want to finish five, five, and three. That is my goal. Um, I want to go one, one, and one the last three weeks. So I, I, I really wanted to. I really well, I, wanted to predict the tie here to to keep Dylan, uh, you know, in balance here. But uh, I'm going to do it one of these weeks. I'm going to predict the tie. I, yeah, I originally had you. In for my pick for this game, but uh, I think Kevin put some some different people in since I looked at it. Yeah, I I think he just has I mean those Chiefs against the Raiders and he he just there's not as many question marks with his team as there are mine. So, um, are you? So my question, Dylan, was going to be: Are you willing in Week 13 if? Uh, your opponent has already clinched the playoffs and it's a meaningless game for them. Are you both willing to sit your entire teams in mm-hmm. order to have that? Or does it have to be organic and natural? It has to be organic and natural, just like the other two ties. Because it, it would be... Um, no, I don't I don't play Jurgy. I don't think Jurgy would do that for you anyways. So no. It's not even a question. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, Jurgy's not doing that. All right. Well, moving on. Um, we've covered, uh, everybody, I think, I don't know. I mean, Nick and I is, is certainly a good game. Leave that last. Okay. So we're going to cover Matt and Matt and Peter Barnhart the three times. I thought you were going to say Peter Barnhart the third. <laughs> Barnhart the third. Uh, boy. Um, I don't know if the world needs three Peter Barnharts. No offense to Pete. I I was listening to a song in the shower this morning, and the the lyric there is a lyric that came across and really hit me. That was, um, I know there are better brothers, but you're the only one that's mine. <laughs> that lyric came up, and I uh, I did mention it to him uh, via phone call earlier um, that that happened, and. Uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to just text him that in the middle of the day because I didn't think he want. I didn't want him to think that's how I felt. But anyways, um, brotherly love. Yeah. Um, I I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> um, I, I, like, I like the anecdote. Yeah, you gotta have brotherly love. Um, Pete. Pete's got those uh, Cardinals starting with him on Thursday against the Seahawks with Kirk and Kyler. Uh, I mean, I th- Seahawks' defense isn't that great and on a short week, so those Cardinals should be able to do well. Uh, Vegas traditionally uh, or historically not good against the tight end, so Kelsey should be able to dominate in that game. Um it looks like he's going to have to make a decision about the flex. Man, he's got a lot of people on by. Um, unless he plays Mims, he's going to have to pick someone up to play in the flex. Um, and then Matt, who is just uh, 
the dominant force in the league. I, I don't know. You, you got to put Rodgers back in. I, I don't know how he can – he can't go with Deshaun again. I, I get that the Colts have a better defense probably than the Patriots, but you got to go with Rodgers. Um, otherwise, Delvin Cook against the Cowboys, oh, my fucking God, what a gift. Uh, Thielen, too, and Metcalf, same type of situation as that Thursday Cardinals defense – doesn't really scare me. Um, I'm going to go with – it's tough. Both have, both have like, easy matchups and great players. Coin flip, just because I feel like I always pick Teed, I'm going to go with Matt, other than Lethal. Um, but I, I think it will be a really – it should be a shootout. If you guys weren't both on this pod, it'd probably be game of the week. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Krugs barely. What say you guys? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I would be shocked. I, I mean, this is a tough game, right? Because if Matt loses, he's lost two in a row, right? So that's that's surprising because his team's been so good and so consistent all year. If Pete loses, he goes to five and six, and as like putting up the second most amount of points in the league yeah. to have a losing record heading into the last two weeks of the season. That's also insane. Um, so I mean, this is a game that I mean, both of these guys. I mean, Matt wants to keep his bye, his his one seed. Um, and if he doesn't, if Pete wins here, I mean, Pete's within striking distance. He's only a game back uh, from Matt with two weeks to go. So this is a it, – it, I, I can't overstate uh, how important this game actually is. Um, Pete could still get a bye if he wins this game and if he, you know, wins out. Um, it's tough. I mean, you, you made a lot of good points. Um, I, I, I think I'm going to go with – Pete here. Um, I, I like Derrick Henry. I like James Conner, uh, especially against Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville just got run over by the Packers last week. Um, Kyler Murray, Seattle defense isn't great. Um, Baltimore struggled this year. Uh, Will Fuller's clutch. Um, Christian Kirk is eh. But, I mean, Kelchi, as you said, against Vegas, that looks good. Um so, you know, Matt's team, I, I mean, I can't, I can't say enough about how good Matt's team is either. But, I, I mean, I, I do agree. I think if he was going to start Rodgers, even if ESPN doesn't want to put him uh, or doesn't want to project Rodgers for more points, I, I think he got to start Rodgers here. And he's the fifth overall quarterback so far this year in, the, in, in fantasy. So, uh, I, I think you got to start him. Um, Matt, I, I, I don't know. I know he's been listening to this podcast, um, but he's got to start him. Um, I know ESPN's projecting Matt up by like plus, plus 20. Um, but I, I, I think Pete, Pete wins here, um, and really makes the last two weeks of the season quite interesting. Okay. Well, I got, got your picks down here. Um, I do think, uh, you know, harping on Matt again for the quarterback here, um, you know, 
He's got Deshaun Wax, Jesus, Deshaun Jackson up against the New England defense, which, uh, fun little fact, their leading cornerback uh, in interceptions, J.C. Jackson, uh, he leads the league in interceptions, uh, was left off the Pro Bowl ballot this year so far. Uh, league had to step in and fix that. That's a little interesting thing there. Maybe Bill uh, trying to uh, make sure his players aren't getting Pro Bowls, getting big contracts. Who knows? But, um, I, you know, as you guys have said, Matt's got a hell of a team here, and he's got two Minnesota players here up against Dallas. Um, Dallas, as I said earlier, is a train wreck. That's gonna, that's good for Matt. Um, James Robinson against the Pittsburgh defense. That's, that's tough, uh, getting around, J, uh, TJ Watt there. That's, that's gonna be, uh, tough sledding for, for Robinson. Don't even know if he's gonna play. Looks to be questionable. Um, he's got two, two, uh, um, Two Chargers going up against the Jets. So it's always something you like to see when you're those guys on your team. Um, as for Pete, he's got Henry against Baltimore. Um, not sure if I like that matchup. Um, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, as you guys said earlier, against Seattle is going to be that should should be pretty good. Um, and uh, you know, as I said earlier, Deshaun, he's got Deshaun Jackson going against a tough New England defense. Uh, Pete's got Will Fuller there, so that's tough the opposite way. So. Um, I think Matt should put in Aaron Rodgers, but even if he doesn't, I think he cruises the victory here over Pete. Interesting. Nick, I think you said Deshaun Jackson to start off. Well, he should, he certainly shouldn't start him off at uh, quarterback. That would be bad. So. Yeah, Deshaun, <laughs> yeah, Jackson, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, Jackson in the QB spot. I don't care. Don't start Deshaun at quarterback. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, alrighty, well, let's move on to what everybody's been waiting for, the main ticket, the big shebang, yours truly versus Mr. Cheese, Nick Paul. Uh, Two of the top three records in the league, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we are, we are two and three, uh, respectively, whichever way respectively works out to be correct. Yeah, so I mean that that's got to change after this week somewhat. Um, I I I mean I I feel pretty good about my team. I, I mean, I, over the last few weeks, I mean, if you look at what each of us has put up since like, I mean, even week one, I mean, it's been basically back and forth. If we were playing head to head, we'd be about. Uh, we'd still have probably pretty similar records. Um, I, I think it'd be like five and five or so. Um, so that's almost exact. That, that, that's 500. Um, so, I mean, this is going to be a good game. Even ESPN right now has us both projected at uh, 127 apiece, pushing it. Um, our average uh, for all of our starting players are 140 apiece. So it, it really couldn't get a whole lot closer. This is kind of a crapshoot. So, I mean, Dylan's been tossing coins so far, so I think he's going to have to probably toss another coin for this one, um, unless he's, he's due to surprise me, I'm sure. Um, I, I just wanted to take this time to say, fuck Lamar Jackson. Um, I really regret picking him fourth overall. Uh, because I, I, I ended up, I'm ending up starting fucking Matt Ryan who I drafted in in the 13th round. 
um, and he's been a better, more consistent quarterback. So I'm not happy. Um, I'm going to pick myself just because I want to pick myself, um, and I think I've earned it. So Nick Dylan has a giant bag of coins, and I'm kind of worried. And with that, I'll, I'll hand it off to one of you guys. Uh, I'll go. Um, I, I so have quite the review, Alex, of the, the matchup here. You mentioned coin flips, so let's, let's just throw some, <laughs> some coins out there for, for everyone to hear. Um, I think this is a coin flip. I like that ESPN with the, the deadlock projection is rooting for Nick Paul to get his second tie of the season. I love that from ESPN. Um, I would take that. I would take a tie here. Yeah, I mean, it's so weird. Ties are fun. It's the it's the. I've never had a tie. It's I don't the think cool I've thing ever, to do. Nick Paul, do you have that statistic uh, handy as our as our league historian? Have I ever had a tie? I don't think I have. Um, let's see here if I can pull that up. Has ties even really occurred before this year? I mean, not. Uh, this. yeah. Not this raid. We've had ties though before. Okay. Oh, I can see your records. Yeah, I oh. I think it's a, it's definitely a coin flip matchup. I'm I don't want to do this, but I'm gonna pick Alex. Oh damn it! I know, and and it makes him disappointed. So I guess that's good. Um, yeah, I I really I think. Russell Wilson will have a good bounce back, and he'll do well, and Hopkins in that matchup as well. I mean, I've been saying that about all those guys in that matchup. Um, wow, you got Lazard in the flex right now, um, Nick. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going with Alec to coin flip. It makes him unhappy. Um, I am unhappy now. Yeah, so – Nick Paul, finish us off. Yeah, I got uh, – uh, I was going to say earlier that uh, Dylan, the um, – or Alex Theory on the media picking against him and uh, screwing him over uh, was correct until uh, week six here. Um, then uh, you picked Alex four weeks in a row, and uh, he won, uh, looks like from my quick looking here, and then last week that was broken uh, when he picked uh, – oh, no, it was it was correct. I uh, went back to Alex's theory where he you picked against him and he won. So, uh, you know, Alec, you picked Alec, I think, three times in the first six weeks, and uh, he lost all those games, and then four straight where you picked him and he won, and back to uh, the theory being correct, something, something around there. Didn't, don't, didn't have it written down, but I was looking when you guys were talking about that earlier, so – Interesting stats there, um, but as for as for me and Alex matchup here, um, I uh, not sure how much I like um, Devonte against against Cindy. Um, who's who's that? Who's their quarterback that uh, they have there? Yasukin. He's a uh, he's been pretty good this year. Um, that's uh, it's a bummer for for me as Pax fan, but not liking that. Um, but on my side, I don't have a lot to, to be happy about either. I'm not sure about Lazard in the flex there. Galladay's questionable. Haven't really seen many updates this week. Uh-oh. Um, Alex got uh, 
Uh, Ronald Jones, tough matchup against the Rams there. Uh, they've seen they've had a pretty good rushing defense. Um, and then uh, as for me, I'm hoping Russell gets a big bounce back week. Um, got my two uh, backup, backup, backup running backs in because everyone else is hurt. Uh, they they uh, paid dividends last week, but I don't think that trend continues this week. Um, who knows what, what's going to happen with uh, fall guns. So with, with some of the uncertainty there for the flex and those other things I mentioned, uh, I'm going to have to make us all uh, pick the same uh, person for this matchup and I get out. Yeah, wow. at least at least you have in your favor a running back going against the Packers, so that's good. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, and he's a receiving back, and I don't even know what linebacker we could have. We'll, we'll probably put Preston Smith on him, and he'll be chasing him into the end zone. But well, uh, I, I just... I, I just want to say I hope you're all happy because you've you've sealed you sealed my fate and Nick Paul's gonna win this week now. So I I don't know what to say. I'm I'm not happy. So for I believe people, in you, Al. I I don't I don't want anybody to believe in me. <laughs> <laughs> my team always when the Raiders are 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 landed on sick. The what, Nick? I said Alec is greatest when the haters are laying it on set. Yeah, exactly. My haters are my motivators. And on that note, um, yeah, I mean, Nick, you we normally, you know, you know how this goes. We normally talk about some other stuff. Anything you wanted to, to talk about this year? Any fun stats um, about the league? Any uh, wise insights or anything like that? Oh, do I? I think when discussing it, I. Um, this year, the league uh, is on pace for um, the average point score across all teams to be roughly 15-14. I just projected out for the final three weeks if we average the same amount. The lowest ever average for the league was 1541. Uh, usually we hover in the 1600s um, as the average. So, um, we are, uh, you know, scoring across the league is, is down. Um, one of the interesting things, though, is that if you look at any individual team for their uh, points scored, no one is, uh, well, obviously no one's going to be really breaking any points records, but um, no one is going to break any records in the low end either. Everyone's kind of just having an average year in terms of points uh, point scored, but um, overall uh, low. So it's kind of an interesting little factoid there. Tough, tough year to get points. And that that's why we bring you on, Nick Paul, for stats like that. Appreciate it. Yeah. So if you're feeling bad about your team this year, blame it on the blame it on the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I think COVID's got to be a little bit involved in that, right? I mean, I, I think everybody's a little bit, you know, just trying to do as best they can. It's not a normal year. Um, people didn't have the same training camps and all that sort of stuff. I mean, practices are weird. They don't have the same in-person meetings. Um, it's been a weird year, and I think that that kind of helps illustrate that. I mean, I'm sure that's true across. I'd be interested in ESPN's numbers across all the fantasy league on that. Yeah, and and thank you for bringing that up, Nick Paul. If you have issues with your team this year, blame the NFL, not my scheduling, please. <laughs> 
Well, if you look at, uh, I mean, if we look at the round one picks, which is where, you know, your point is, uh, we got, uh, first, first three on McCaffrey, Barkley, and Elliott. I don't think Elliott's really having that good of a year, so that's, uh, you know, we, we also have Michael Thomas, who's been out, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones been hurt, Devontae's been hurt, um, Calvin Cook and Alvin Kamara, the lone bright spots in a, in a rough first round. Yeah. I mean, Devontae has bounced back. I mean, he was hurt, but, I mean, I don't think you'd say Devontae's – I mean, he's still the second overall wide receiver um, this year. Well, that's just because he's so gosh darn amazing. Even he's with really uh, missing three – even with missing three weeks and six points and not a different week, he's number two. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's incredible. But maybe that speaks to uh, points being down across across the board. His uh, few breakout games are enough to get him that high. Yeah. No, that's fair. I, I think another interesting thing I heard um, that I probably could have mentioned earlier is that uh, Tom Brady, I don't know if it was this week or the week before, but uh, passed uh, Jerry Rice all time for fantasy points. So on, on that kind of topic, I thought that was interesting. Now, Tom Brady oh, passed okay. Jerry Rice. Um, so just kind of interesting. Just thought I'd mention it. Hmm. So. Yeah, another 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 interesting thing that the league can watch out for is me and Joel. Me and Joel set up a bet on draft day in our in a Zoom call we had that uh, I said Rodgers was going to be the higher scoring fantasy player, and he said Brady was. Uh, we both were looking down at the other guy's guy and set up a little bet to see who would be uh, who would end up with the most points in our in our league this year. So Mobcraft is uh, having a lot Kringle beer? Something else to keep track of this. Uh, your team's no not uh, doing too well. Can, can root for whoever your favorite. Uh, it's a you know, if you like me better, root for me. Or, so better. or just uh, yeah, root like for a tie. And then like like, great, who so. knows what will happen. Yeah, I'm going to root for a tie. I don't like either of you very much. So. Uh, I didn't I didn't know about that side bet. What's, what's the wager on that? Yeah, 40 bucks. Oh, hey. There you go. I was I was going to slap you across the phone if you said nothing. Um, I'm glad you, yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad you said a an amount. Um, no, that's good. I like that. I like side action going on in the in the league. I wasn't aware of that. I like side action. Yeah, love me some side action. Well, we got rid of the two guys that also love side action. <laughs> yeah. So, um, a lot of grimy hands among that duo. Yeah. Um, I did, I did want to just touch on, uh, the, uh, election stuff again really quick because I, I have some inside sources as the, the wash of politics of, of the, the league. Um, I asked my, my inside sources about, uh, you know, how realistic and how, uh, how realistic election fraud what would be, uh, how how much credence there was to these theories. Um, and it, it's important to remember that, you know, a lot of these election clerks are literally your friends, your neighbors, your family members. They're directly in charge of running these elections. They're not coordinating with campaigns. They're oftentimes, um, you know, they, they may be partisan people, but they push that aside for to ensure that, you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, for each of those voting machines, they're audited before every election. They're audited after every election. 
they're witnessed by uh, people from both parties. Um, it's important to note as well that from the very bottom levels of government all the way to the federal level, so everybody at the state of Wisconsin uh, was represented most likely by a Republican legislature, beside or a legislator or executive. Um, I mean, the state assembly is Republican heavy. The, st the state Senate is Republican. Um, the obviously Evers is a Democrat, but um, for most of the last four years, Walker was in charge of elections and election security following uh, 2016 election. Obviously, Congress and uh, Donald Trump, all Republicans. So they were all in charge of appointing people to ensure safe elections. And they were all appointed to make sure that, you know, there wasn't going to be any issues of hacking like there was in 2016 uh, from the Russians um, or the Chinese. Um, and it, by all accounts, it was a fair election. Republicans in the state uh, legislature right now are undergoing a complete audit of the whole, the whole entire process. Trump is calling for a recount in Madison and Milwaukee. Um, you have the state assembly majority leader, who's a Republican, Representative Spanaki, saying that by all accounts it was a free and a fair election. Um, you know, Republicans gained seats in the federal house. They gained seats. Uh, they probably didn't lose seats in the uh, the Senate. Um, in the state assembly, it was basically a wash too. Um, so, I mean, the only really thing that changed balance of power wise was the executive branch. Um, and that's why you, you have a lot of people out there kind of saying that there's fraud because they support, you know, Donald Trump a lot. Um, certainly that's not a concerns of election fraud or any issues with elections is obviously concerning to everybody. Nobody wants that to occur. Um, but it's important to say that our elections were conducted unbelievably well given extraordinary circumstances and by, you know, Saying that there was fraud and there was issues with the elections and the Democrats are just trying to steal this election from Donald Trump, um, you're not benefiting American democracy now or for your children or for your grandchildren. Um, we are the oldest democracy in the world, um, and other people look to us, and it's just important to say, you know, as, as you know, somebody that's loves America, loves democracy, loves our system of life. Um, that's something that I, I, I just feel very strongly about and have to push back on. So I just wanted to kind of explain where I was coming from last week and uh, where we're at as a state and as a country. So apologies if I've gone a little bit over, but I thought that was important. Well, that, that was good. I have nothing to comment on that monologue. Very well said. Yeah, I just want to reiterate Alex's point. Uh, you know, first thing you said to is these are your neighbors, your um, you know people you see at uh, I don't know how many are church goers, but you know people from church. But uh, people put in a lot of their own time to make sure these elections are conducted free and fairly, and um, by all accounts did a fantastic job, um, which I think speaks um, to something amazing as Alex said that we got going on. That's um, you know keep America strong and free and fair elections i think it's uh you know it's incredible that uh you know it it uh you know with all the mail-in ballots and everything it uh, took a little extra but there's a lot of great people volunteering working long hours when they didn't have to and um you know i'll 
not quite past it yet, still counting and stuff and recounting, but I, uh, you know, seems like uh, by all accounts went, went really well. Yeah, and to be sure, I'm not saying that, you know, you don't have a right to be concerned if there's concerning evidence. Um, a lot of that should have been, you know, if you were concerned about mail-in ballots, there was a time and a place, and that was when those ballots were being um, open. And, you know, for whatever reason, the Trump campaign wasn't really paying a lot of attention at that point in time. And, um, you know, it seemed like they really thought that they were going to win. And that's kind of why um, they didn't they didn't necessarily set themselves up to be successful at these challenges now. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't want to say, you know, people that aren't concerned or people that are concerned are any less, you know, American or anything like that. But obviously, the whole world watches us have elections. The whole world cares about who we elect. Um, it's just important to to be cognizant of what we say because, you know, people in China or people in the Middle East look to anything that they, they can to point at America and be like, you know, they're not so great. And, um, you know, I don't want to go down the line of people hate us because we're Americans. But, you know, bad people do use that same rhetoric that, people use to discredit our elections are now being set at our highest level of government. So um, it's concerning, but, you know, God bless America. Well, hopefully we'll continue on. Yeah, and democracy lives on because we're getting a turkey part in this. Year. Yeah, so, Dylan, you got to break that news. Yeah, yeah. Alec broke it to me today. He sent me a tweet wow. that... It in fact is happening this year. The pardon. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's a staple of America, and I think that just shows that America is still great. <laughs> Keep America great always, Kega. <laughs> that that's my last thought on the on the night. Fair enough. Yeah, you haven't really watched. Been able to watch any of the NBA draft, which unfortunate, but it, I don't really think it was of great consequence to the the Bucks. Um, they obviously traded away their pick, and uh, I think they have a late second round pick or two, maybe. But um, we've missed most of the first round by recording this podcast for you all. So not that we're saintly, but I'd like to think we're we're touching up on it. Yeah, I, I just took a peek, and there's been, uh, I can't remember if this is typical, but a uh, couple, uh, couple of trades of, of picks and uh, players going, getting drafted and traded immediately. You know, some interesting stuff going on, so we'll have to go check that out. Yeah. Well, Nick, anything else you wanted to touch on or add? No, uh, just want to say, you know, and if, trying to uh, be part of the league and glad that uh, you know, a lot of us are so engaged you get to do fun stuff like the podcast here it's been something to take take the mind off uh, you know, all the stuff that's going on in the world so uh, so thanks to you guys and absolutely for participating and having fun yeah and thank you for joining us this week it was a real pleasure Nick Paul so thank you for yeah. granting us some time Thanks, Nick, and thanks, Dylan, for running the league every year. I know it's not always fun, but um, you get a lot of slack for that sometimes, more than you probably should, so I yeah. appreciate you doing what <laughs> you do as well. 
Um, well, I'll, I'll take it out from here. So appreciate everybody uh, listening to, to week 11 or week 10. Week 10? Week, week 11. Week 11 of the podcast. <laughs> It's been a pleasure. Stay safe, stay healthy, everybody. Um, and we will see you next week for some fun uh, Thanksgiving League action. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, y'all. I was raised by the